Welcome to the Future Church Podcast, powered by Exponential, a podcast about innovative and emerging ideas in the North American church. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions to the local church, and we are seeking to discover and highlight new and effective ways that churches can impact our world with the gospel. For more information about Exponential's resources and upcoming events, visit exponential.org. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Future Church Podcast. I am Carrie Williams, uh, your MC today, and I get the honor of interviewing Ben Hardman with the Kingdom Dreams Initiative. And I first met Ben actually digitally, um, probably as most of you out there listening have met people in the last couple of years via Zoom calls and such. Um, But I met Ben digitally through the process of a... um, an online application process. He was referred to Exponential Ventures as a project that we should know about, learn about, and uh, partner with. And so through the process of receiving hundreds of applicants and applications, uh, Ben Hardman was one of the ones that rose to the top and made it to one of our Shark Tank events. And so uh, today you're going to get to learn a little bit more about Ben and what he is doing with the Kingdom Dreams Initiative. Thanks for being here, Ben. Oh, thanks for having me, Carrie. It's good to be here. So, Ben, tell us a little bit about your history that led you to the Kingdom Dreams Initiative before you even tell us about what it is. Tell us a little bit about yes. how and how you got there. Yes, I'll give the short version. Uh, I'm a pastor. Uh, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I work with the Grace Family of Churches here in Atlanta, and I have uh, I've been a pastor for now for oh man, 27 years, 28 years, kind of in a lot of different uh, spots. So I worked for a mega church in Louisville, Kentucky, for a long time. Uh, I, I planted a church, uh, and then I, I worked for a couple different training organizations that train pastors and and church leaders. So I worked for 3DM. Um, I, I started a ministry called Gravity Leadership. Was a part of that for for many years. Uh, and um, I'm I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a dreamer, and I'm an apostle. And so when I hear ideas, I get jazzed. Especially when I hear ideas about church things, about different ways to reach people, about ways that we can wreck the roof to get people to Jesus. Like all of those kinds of things, I actually get an adrenaline rush when I hear those kinds of ideas. Uh, and so a lot of this is birthed out of my love for the church, my desire to to expand discipleship outside the walls of the church, to move discipleship to the road, uh, the way that Jesus did it, and outside of the classroom. Uh, and then also my heart just to see new expressions of the kingdom unleashed and revealed and started in uh, in new ways. So that's a little bit about my journey and, and how, how we got where we are. It's great. That was short and sweet, but it gave us a really good picture of your journey. So um, with that, that led you to launch the Kingdom Dreams Initiative. And so I want you to tell our listeners, what is the Kingdom Dreams Initiative and what's the heartbeat behind it? So just... Share the heartbeat and break it down for us a little. Yeah, yeah. In its simplest form, uh, we help Christian leaders launch their kingdom dreams. Uh, and it's really built out of Ephesians 2.10. Uh, we, we really believe that there is a good work that is prepared for every believer. That, that word good work in Ephesians uh, it, it is actually the word ergon, 
which, which means occupation. And so sometimes we read that as like, there's a nice thing for me to do. Uh, it actually means there's a kingdom assignment for every follower of Jesus. Um, so we, we have a passion for the priesthood of all believers and activating and unleashing the kingdom dream that's in the heart of every believer in the church. Uh, we started, so in, in the Grace family, we started a couple years ago really talking about who we wanted to become in the future and what the church would look like and kind of what did we want to do uh, in the Atlanta area and beyond with our churches. And, and we started playing around with the metaphor of what if we became a dream factory, right? There's a lot of metaphors for the church, right? It can be a hospital for the sick. It can be a rescue team. It can be a, you know, whatever that metaphor is. But we started talking about the power of what, what would happen if we flip the script on every pastor inviting their congregation into their dream and started to say, you actually have a kingdom dream in your heart. Um, there is a good work that's been prepared for you in advance, and we want to equip you. We want to come alongside of you, and we want to help you launch that kingdom dream. Uh, and so it's been really fun for us because we work with church leaders. Uh, we work with a lot of pastors. We work with some large churches who are who are really wanting to start a dream factory in their church and are wanting to figure out how do we do these kinds of things? How do we launch these kinds of ministries? Um, we work with nonprofits. We work with micro churches. We work with uh, ministries. We work with churches that are just dreaming and are stuck. We help them do design sprints and some of those kinds of things. Um, but the idea is there's, there's a kingdom dream that's unlocked inside of all of you. And we want to help unleash and, and, and unlock that and, and get it out into the world. And so we use a real simple process that we call our launch sequence. Sequence. It's, it's, it's this idea of we want to discover the kingdom dream that's in your heart. So we want to excavate the dream that's in your heart. We believe it's already there. And so we just do some work. We look at your story. We look at your passions. We look at your giftings. We look at what people say you're good at, all those kinds of things and track those downs and discover um, what that kingdom dream is. Um, then we do a design process uh, where we want to design your life to actually build it around your kingdom dream. Uh, it, it, it's easy for me as an apostle and as an entrepreneur to kind of stir up dreams and get people passionate and, and cast some vision. It's a lot harder to help people to design their lives to actually live into that kingdom calling. And so we don't, don't want to just discover, we want to actually design our lives. Uh, then we go through a development process. Uh, we've worked with the team at Ocean in Cincinnati to develop a nine-week uh, training. It's an accelerator for leaders who are starting new things. And so we work with them and do some of their training it's really, really fun and gets a ton of fruit. And it's a lot of work in nine weeks. Uh, and then lastly, we do a deployment process where we do a demo day and a prayer day and a commissioning day where we send leaders out. Uh, and so it's a lot of fun. There's lots of different more components in each of those areas. But that's uh, us in a nutshell right there. That's a lot. That's a lot in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. I get excited about it. <laughs> it's good. And you should be. Um so, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to break it down for if, if I'm a, a church leader listening to this and I'm thinking, man, I would love to um, ultimately mobilize the people sitting in my congregation into their God-given unique calling. Um, what, what do I do? What are my next steps? Um, is this something that you, that you do online? Do you come into yep. my church? Is this, you know, how does it work? 
Yeah. So the the best way to get involved and 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 the most effective way is we do uh, a six month cohort slash incubator every year uh, where we gather leaders and we take them through all four parts of the launch sequence. So we walk through all of those parts and it's it's kind of a hybrid experience, kind of like everybody's doing things right now. But we'll do three retreats along the way. We'll gather. Uh, we usually gather on a lake or find a fun place, uh, have some fun along the way. We're we're kind of adventurers, so we like to do some kind of fun stuff uh, on the journey and do do the discovery process and walk through that. Um, then we'll gather and do kind of a, a design sprint together. So using a lot of what comes from Google Ventures and some of those kinds of things, we'll walk through a design sprint that helps you kind of launch your thing. Uh, and then we'll do some online coaching with Ocean and gather once a month. We do launch labs every month where we bring in really some thought leaders from around the world to kind of help stir some things up for us. Uh, and then lastly, we do a demo day here in downtown Atlanta, uh, which is a lot of fun. And so that's the best way. I, I think there's other ways too. Uh, I, I mean, we do some mastermind groups for business leaders. Um, we do business accelerators for kingdom businesses. We're doing a lot of those locally uh, in the Atlanta area. Uh, and so I, I think there's different levels of engagement for churches. Some churches are saying, hey, I'm just kind of curious about this. Uh, we've got a vision of micro churches or a vision of launching something, but we're not quite sure how to execute that. And we don't really know how to walk alongside of our entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and our business leaders. Uh, the cohort is a great way uh, for you to get connected to that. And all that stuff, you can go to kingdomdreamsinitiative.com and, and kind of track down some of that stuff and find some of that material on, uh, on what's next. It's great. So talk to me about dream centers. Yeah. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm a pastor who comes through the cohort um, and, and I'm thinking, man, I'd really love to have a dream center uh, in Jacksonville, Florida. What what does that mean? Yeah. So ultimately what we want to do is we want to train you in the same sequence that we're doing with you. And so we really believe that discipleship, the, the only way that I know how to make disciples is long obedience in the same direction. And it's to actually do the work. And so uh, oftentimes we think that discipleship is just cognitive. It's just knowing. Um, but it actually is so much about doing and it's about learning along the way and, and action. And so uh, we don't want to just kind of write a book and send it to you. Uh, we actually want to train you in the process and we want to walk with you. And so uh, the vision would ultimately be you can reproduce all the things that we did in your local congregation. So you can run discovery processes in your congregation. You can run design sprints in your congregation. You can run development process and coaching process. And you can do some of that with us or you can kind of decide to do that all on your own. Um, but we want to train you how to create those processes so that, I mean, um, Carrie, imagine how exciting it would be if every church in America had an incubator where they were raising up kingdom leaders uh, to go out into the workforce uh, to make a difference in the world, or they were training up new leaders to launch nonprofits or ministries or all of these kinds of things. Um, it feels like over the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years, you probably know better than I do. Uh, every church in the country has come up with a church planning strategy. Um, I think the next stage for us is coming up with a strategy of how do we launch micro churches and how do we launch uh, uh, things into the world that are not actually associated ecclesiologically with the church, right? We're not actually a church, but we're going out into the world and we're launching these things and we're starting these things uh, in the world and coming alongside of our dreamers and entrepreneurs. So one of the things that's been so fun for us, like locally and, and here in the Grace family is so many of our entrepreneurs and dreamers have just started saying things like, 
I've never had the church care about what I do on my own time, apart from what I'm doing on Sunday. Uh, the invitation has always been help me build the church rather than you guys helping us build our dreams and helping us launch our things. Um, and so it's been so fun to, to jump in and be a part of it. So let me ask this question. Is there, just because I'm really curious, is there like an age range that you're seeing as far as trends <laughs> go and who, and who the people are who are stepping up to say, I have a dream, I'm ready to chase after it, and, and that are willing to actually kind of take the risk and the steps to, to do it, to actually fulfill their dream? Yeah, I think one of the things that we have to do is we've, we've got to demystify the idea that like every dream is this enormous thing where I quit my job and launch a multi-tiered company that's going to take 40 hours a week. Uh, and so locally, we're really working to empower leaders that are saying, hey, I've got five hours a week. I want to encourage local teachers uh, how do I do that? And so we've started a, uh, one, one of the people in our local communities kind of went through a process and she's just encouraging all the middle school teachers in our community. There, he's got a team of people that writes them notes, that sends out gift cards, that just thanks them and cares for them, that takes donuts to the schools and, and those kinds of things. And so what we, I do think there there is such a thing as leaders who are like, I'm ready to abandon it at all for this kingdom dream. Yep. Um, but I think it's really important to differentiate the idea of like, not we're not calling everybody to like quit your job and go launch a new nonprofit or start a thing. That may be the dream that God's planted in you, but it may not. Like it, your, your dream may just be looking around the world around you and saying, I already have this ecosystem that God's placed me in where there's amazing opportunity for me to to proclaim the good news and to be a light, I just need to design my life around that in a new way so that I kind of view myself as a missionary who's sent uh, and can do those kinds of things. Um, but as far as like leaders that are coming to us, uh, I would say late 20s to late 30s is probably the, the core group. Also, part of that is just we're early stage. And so a lot of the people we're connecting with is just our relational network. Uh, and so our churches are fairly young uh, in the Grace family of churches. And so a lot of the folks that we're connecting with are young folks, um, maybe because of that. But I, I'm, I'm really excited. Like I've got a I've got a guy right now in one of our mastermind groups who just retired as a pastor and his kingdom dream is to be a spiritual formation director. And so we're helping him shape his dream of the next stage of life for him of how do I become a spiritual formation director? How do I, you know, kind of start this, launch this and, and those kinds of things. So we're seeing a little bit of everything. Um I, you know, I love going back to just like Joel chapter two, right? The, the, the idea of our old men and our young men are dreaming dreams and having visions. Uh, like I, and, and there's something beautiful about that passage where it talks about like the locusts have stolen everything. Everything's gone. Everything's been taken away. And what we need is we need vision and dreams. And so when I think about the church right now, like I think what a beautiful metaphor for where so many pastors are, where it feels like the last two years with COVID, so much has been stolen and so much has been taken away. And I feel like pastors right now are kind of discerning, like, am I going to double down on my methodology pre-COVID or am I going to use this as an opportunity to really evaluate, are we making disciples and are we launching new initiatives and are we creating new things? Uh, and I just want to encourage every church leader out there, man, dream dreams and, 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 and cast vision right now. Um, 
if you're thinking about ROI, like return on investment, uh, there's no better return on investment than investing in the kingdom dream that's in somebody else's heart and watching that get launched. And if we want to talk about a real exponential move of discipleship, man, start dreaming of what happens when every person in your congregation awakens to their dream and starts living into that calling. Um, man, that's when revival starts to break out. Yeah, that's good. And I love that you clarified that this isn't necessarily a a life pivot, uh, you know, where you, where you have to pick up and change every single thing or that that's what, you know, what a dream center is all about, or, or even the, the kingdom dreams initiative, but that it, that it's about people discovering and unearthing that dream that already exists inside of them, where they're planted and where they currently are not necessarily uprooting out of what they're already doing, but just being very intentional to utilize the dreams and the giftings for the sake of the kingdom um, in their own communities. And so I think about, um, I'm surrounded by some really great uh, people who are who are stepping into retirement around me. And I'm talking about corporate leaders, CEOs, you know, people who own organizations who have, you know, ruled the world in their own context per se. And, and all of a sudden they're finding themselves in this season of uh, stepping out of that and looking around to say, okay, what's next? And, and I'm finding that they're looking at the church to say, what's next? What do I do? Where can I contribute? Yeah. How do I contribute? And, um, and I would say something like this would be amazing for that group of people as well. You know, that, um, oh, man. Yeah. It, you know, because they're asking those questions. I mean, you know, my husband and I sit down with couples all the time who are in this season of life going, okay, I'm not done. I have a, yes. a lot left to give and, and they have a real, um, you know, they, they have a huge gift set. They have huge leadership capabilities, yeah. but they also have this wealth of knowledge and this desire to do something that matters for the sake of the kingdom. And they're trying to figure out what that looks like. Uh, what yeah. would you say to those people? <laughs> oh man, I'd say a lot. I'd be excited <laughs> to sit down with any of them. Uh, I love David. So David Brooks's uh, book, The Second Mountain, I, I just loved. And I, I, I love any kind of framework. I, I'm, I turned 47 this year. And so any kind of framework that helps me deal with the second half of my life is really helpful right now. Uh, and so uh, I think scripture talks about it like moving from glory to glory, right? We, we move from one thing to another. And so uh, I don't, think our kingdom assignment is static and I don't think it lasts for a lifetime. Uh, I think it's changing as we change. It evolves as we evolve. I think our context plays a huge part in it. Like who are our relationships? Where has God placed us? I, I, I really believe in just like bloom where you're planted, right? And so wherever God has placed you, like what are the opportunities that are there? Um, and so, yeah, I think we're constantly talking to leaders. We've got a tool built around that idea of the second mountain where we talk about, uh, you know, we, we climb our first mountain and there's a lot of ego things that are involved in there. And there's a lot of things that probably aren't uh, amazingly spiritual, but what we learn on the first mountain actually gets us to the second mountain. But oftentimes between the first mountain and the second mountain, there's a desert of disorientation. 
And so Walter Brueggemann talks about this journey of orientation to disorientation to reorientation, that that's the journey of every follower of Christ. So we become oriented to a certain way of life and then something happens in our life. Hebrews talks about a shaking, right? Uh, the, the kingdom cannot be shaken, but everything else is shaken around it. And the, the shaken things get shaken, but the things that can't be shaken remain. And so there's this shaking, which feels like a desert to us. It feels really disorienting. It feels like we just want to run back to Egypt. Um, but the reality is, is we often can't get to Egypt without crossing through the promised land. Uh, and so we, we, we work a lot with leaders on embracing that desert season, kind of embracing the disorientation that's happening, getting the gold that's in the desert, right? Discovering what God has for you in that space. And then also looking back on your first half of life and on the first mountain that you climbed and saying like, what are the tools and what are the lessons that I learned here that I can actually pass on to somebody else and that I can use to, as I, as I climb the second mountain. Yeah, that's so good. Where were you guys about 10 years ago when I was entering my <laughs> own personal desert season? Anyway, I, I, I love what you're doing. I think, um, I think it's definitely a unique way of approaching the conversation and really trying to put some intentionality behind some steps in which we can help equip people to walk out what I would call their calling. So I, so I would agree with you that yeah. we all have the same purpose. Every person on the face of the earth, we're, we're born to know God and make him known. And we yes. each have a unique calling. And that calling changes based on our unique situation, our relationships, season of life. Um, our purpose never changed, but our calling is unique to seasons usually. Yes. So um, I love that you, you've positioned yourself uh, in such a way to help people uh, discover, really give themselves permission to begin with, to dream, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. uh, to give them the tools to be able to walk out that dream for the sake of the way that God made them and wired them to know him and make him known. And um, so is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners that you feel like is is great value to help them better understand about the Kingdom Dreams Initiative, how they could be involved, why they should be involved, um, you know, yeah. who's the best you know, people are listening, who, who should perk up their ears and be the ones who maybe look you up? I, I think the people that get fired up by dreaming, I, I, we want to create a tribe of apostles uh, and, and a tribe of apostles that I, I feel like our only imagination for our apostles has been church planting for the last 20 or 30 years. And we, the beautiful things have been accomplished through that. And I'm so grateful for that. I was a church planner myself. I, I've been, I've, I've done all the stuff. I've done all the church planning work and loved it. But I, but I also think like, we've got to have an imagination beyond the church. Uh, so just, I, I think there's a coming financial crisis in the church in the next, I don't know, 20 to 40 years uh, that we're going to have to reckon with and deal with and figure out. Uh, and, and I think for us to be thinking micro and for us to be thinking of discipleship processes that don't require the institution of the church uh, are, are actually really valuable things for us to think about. So I, I would just say if, if you're an apostle or a dreamer or an entrepreneur and you've always felt like, man, I know what the role of a pastor is in the church. I know what the evangelist does. I know what the shepherd does, but I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to do as an apostle. We would love to have you. Uh, we really believe that every leader needs a needs a dream to live for and a community to belong to. Uh, and we want to create a community of dreamers and apostles and entrepreneurs. And, and for us, it's kind of like 
this beautiful thing where I, I got a bunch of prophetic words prior to starting this, just about the Lord setting before me an empty canvas uh, and kind of saying, I trust you, paint your future. Uh, and I, I don't, that was such good news for me um, because I, I don't know, I don't want to live in a box and I don't, I don't want to kind of have like, here's the two things I want you to do. I want, I just want freedom to dream and to create and to build. Uh, and, and, and I really do believe that the church is at its best when we're dreaming big dreams and we're chasing things that seem impossible. And when we're, um, I don't know, I, I feel like we've had, sometimes we have kind of a, a cynical view of what's happening in culture and what's happening in the world. And sometimes we can have a defeatist view where everything feels like it's all falling apart and things have been so hard and our people have left during COVID and we're facing so many different challenges. And um, man, I just think there's so many opportunities out in front of us right now. Uh, and so if you're a dreamer and are seeing opportunities and want to see more and want to dream with us, we would love to connect with you and just talk about ways that we could serve you or help you out. I love that. Now remind everyone how they do that. Tell them the website. Yeah. Kingdomdreamsinitiative.com is the best place to connect. Uh, We're on Instagram and Facebook also, and you can track me down through my socials. I'm I'm not very active in Twitter anymore. It just, uh, but everything else, I think I'm around except for like the things that the kid, I don't, I don't do like Snapchat and that kind of, I'm not. You're not I'm not I'm way too, I'm way too old for to TikTok. Yeah, I'm not doing the TikTok <laughs> dances. My 12-year-old is all about it, but but not me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Well, it has been a pleasure Ben um to hear more about the Kingdom Dreams initiative. Um it, it does something. It stirs me as much. Uh you know, I get excited about talking about these kind of things because uh, I do believe that there is a dream that every person is supposed to walk out and fulfill and may and and for for a lot of us, multiple dreams over our lifetime. Yeah. And, um, and that's where we're going to find kind of where we, we feel fulfilled and we come alive. And I, I love that you mentioned that discipleship isn't just, you know, in a classroom uh, studying and, and those kind of things. But uh, my biggest discipleship lessons in my life happens when I was actively pursuing, yeah. uh, you know, the call of God on my life in, in literally, you know, boots to the ground, hands dirty, kind of in the thick of things. And I, and I love that you talked about that as well, because I think it's really valuable and important and what makes us come alive. And so um, I love what you're doing. I encourage our listeners to check out the Kingdom Dreams Initiative. Um, look it up, look it up, uh, not on TikTok guys or Snapchat, but everywhere else. And um, Ben, thanks for being with us today. Thanks so much, Carrie. I appreciate it. 